Hello, everybody. Welcome to Thinking Out Loud with PJ, a podcast that explores the mind and the heart of a pastor. Really, my goal with this is to help you take the next step in your spiritual growth as well as the next step in your Christian service. 1 Corinthians 1.26 tells us that we should consider our calling. Paul says, look around you. See how not many wise, not many noble, not many strong are called. He's really saying, guys, it's up to you. God is not going to call people that maybe are better at this than you are. He's called you and I. So I want to help you stand up, stand in the gap, do what God has called you to do. Let's go make some disciples together, guys. So that's my goal. My goal is really just to help you do that. And and in that, really today is going to be much how God is working in my heart that way as well. So um, again, thank you for listening. Thank you for all of you who have been faithfully listening. Let me get this out of the way. A couple of things. First of all, if you are watching on my YouTube channel, this will be the only video for the week. This is recorded for Thanksgiving week, and I normally release my YouTube videos on Thursday. So most of you hopefully will be enjoying some time with your family. So today's video will be the only video that uh, I'm going to put out this week. Hope you enjoy this one. Um, I want to encourage you, if you are listening on the podcast, make sure that you follow me so that you know each time that I upload a video, or rather upload a, uh, a podcast, and also encourage you, maybe you want to jump over to my YouTube channel and give that a subscribe as well. It's named the same thing, Thinking Out Loud with PJ. You can find that real easily. So if you're interested, there's a lot of big things coming up, and if you missed that podcast with Scott Connor, my last one, make sure you watch that or listen to that. That's a big one, uh, announcing some things. And if you're a podcast listener and you're not over on YouTube, you probably don't know that I have a Christmas advent coming up for families. So again, jump over to the YouTube channel, check that out. And uh, if you have not yet subscribed to the YouTube channel, please do that and then uh, click the little bell. You'll get notified. Uh, especially important if you want to be involved with the Christmas advent uh, because it's going to be, those videos are going to drop every day starting December 13th. So you're not going to want to miss those. For those of you who are new, by the way, um, big week, coming off a big week, big milestone for thinking out loud, uh, we hit we hit 100 subscribers this last week. Yes. That's right, 100 subscribers. So thank you. If you've been watching, you probably already know that. I mentioned that in my Bible study video, but I'm excited. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled to have you guys here. And really the reason I say that is because if you're brand new, if you're one of the many brand new followers, watchers, listeners, I thought I would just share this, the name Thinking Out Loud. I picked that specifically because I want to be able to share with you the things that are on my heart and mind, whatever that is. I definitely have a goal to help you grow in your spiritual life. Uh, take that next step in your spiritual walk. But I want to be able to share from a pastor's heart the things that I'm thinking about. And definitely today is one of those. I really kind of want to uh, just give you a little glimpse into the thought, the mind maybe of, of a pastor, whether it's your pastor or not. At least you'll know from my mindset some of the things that have gone through my mind. Today we're going to talk about pastoring in a pandemic. Pastoring in a pandemic has not been fun. Not fun at all. Uh, and I, I don't think you'll talk to many pastors who find that fun. 
Uh, when we were meeting, when we were not meeting in person, those were some of the busiest days in my ministry life. Um, it was definitely the most stressful days for sure. Uh, not only did I have uh, my normal responsibilities as a pastor, but I was trying to shepherd my flock through difficult times, and I couldn't be with them to do that. So we were, needless to say, we were reaching out through Facebook, texting, calling, doing a lot of different things. Uh, We were live streaming every day. That was something that I felt that was important, and we were doing it much, not not even close to as good as uh, what we have here today and, and what our live streams are. I was just learning, absolutely just learning. I had my iPad and a phone, and that was it, and we were just doing the best. But it was a lot of work. It was. Uh, we found ourselves in the middle of a lot of things. I was trying to set up online giving. We ended up kind of rebuilding our website through th- some of that, and not all of that had to do with, with COVID directly. But what I found is that uh, my workload went way up. My overall concern for my flock uh, was, was much greater. I had uh, just a heavy burden. I didn't realize it at the time until I heard my wife tell somebody. I, I was working 12 to 14-hour days during that time when we were in our stay-home, stay-safe order and not meeting together in person in church. Just, it was a struggle. Uh, we saw God do good things, and I wouldn't say by any means that I was discouraged. I was not discouraged, but I was more than happy to be through that to be out of that. It was some of the heaviest uh, burden that I've carried. Of course, on top of that, you have those who think, man, we we should be in church. Why are we not in church? And you have the other side that is saying we we shouldn't be in church, that we're making the right choice. And there's that struggle. There's the struggle then, you know, should we wear masks? Shouldn't we wear masks in church once we came back? And it's just not been a fun time for a pastor when it comes to those things. However, however, church, our church, uh, is thriving. The pandemic was not bad for us. Okay, I want you to understand that. We're, we're giving God glory for that. The pandemic was not bad for us. The, the pandemic was a, maybe you would call it an inconvenience or a mis, it, it changed a little of the direction for a little bit. Even our overall focus and goal did not change. But it, it just kind of, you know, it disrupted some things. Uh, but we're thriving. Uh, we had spiritual mentor relationships that were born during that time. People meeting over Zoom for the first time and, and pouring into each, other lo- each other's lives, and those have continued. Uh, we have had people who were meeting every other week say that, you know, in, in a discipleship, mentorship type of relationship, and because they were able to meet over Zoom, they were doing that more, and those relationships grew deeper. Uh, I, as a, as a pastor, I watched people take care of themselves, the church, you know, acting as a church, taking care of itself as it should. I found that when there was a need, I usually found out about it after the need was already taken care of because somebody would find out about it, they would handle it, and move on. And that was amazing to me as a pastor to watch that. When we came back together, God just has been doing some incredible things. We have so many new families right now in our church that have, have come because, for it, not, not even necessarily because of this. We, we have some that for different reasons are here uh, because of COVID, but overall, we just, God has blessed. People are regularly attending. Uh, we continue to live stream. We 
we found during our uh, our live streams that we were reaching more people than we normally would. We continue to live stream for the people who aren't able to be here, and we still have those who we wouldn't necessarily expect to be on watching. So God has just given us a great reach, uh, not to mention that through that I've started YouTube, I've started a podcast, and God has, has blessed through that. Uh, definitely a slow growth, but those who listen have been appreciative. God has used it to help people grow, and I wouldn't be sitting here today talking to you if it wasn't for the pandemic. So it was a struggle, yes, yet it was good for us. It was, it was a blessing for us. God continued to build his church, but here's where I want to talk about this, because in Michigan here, where we are, the cases are growing. I, I think they're growing all over the, U, the U.S., but the the cases for COVID are going up. Uh, we have been put under another kind of what I would call a modified lockdown, not quite the same as the stay home, stay safe that we had before. But definitely you're starting again to feel the pressure of COVID kind of closing in again. And as these restrictions have been looming, and even before this last kind of lockdown, I found that this weight on me, pastoring through a pandemic, this weight began to increase. The weight that I felt when we were at home began to come back. And, and this just extra burden, I don't know if I would call it stress, but it definitely an extra burden and extra heaviness began to come back. And it was, it was the same burden that I had before, knowing that there's going to be, if we didn't have church, there would people be people who would be upset about that, and they would think we definitely need to have church. And I also knew that if we have church, there's going to be people who are upset about that and think that we shouldn't have church. And I also know that if this were to continue, there's always the possibility that I have people in my church that are going to lose their jobs or get laid off at least. And, and then... Um, a couple of weeks, well, last week, rather, it would have been last week, we did make the decision to go online only for one Sunday due to some COVID in our, in our church family. And the odd thing was that as soon as we made that decision, uh, man, I could really feel the weight. Um, I was thankful because uh, we were able to do a live stream a lot better than we had started because I've been able to learn so much. It was quite easy for me just to sit here and, and stream and, and share what God has laid on my heart. I, I preached uh, right through Acts as we have been, but there was just a weight, and, and I, I felt uh, the absence of the gathering even more than, than I did before. And, and in this, uh, I began to, the questions began to come back, the things that I would ask myself before, right? Why, why me? Why is it? I, I totally recognize that God chose me to be a pastor. He called me to this for a reason. But why? Why me? I'm just a simple guy. I'm not really smart enough to lead a church through times like this. Oh, and, and then there's this, this thought in the back of my mind, because I was a youth pastor for quite a long time, why is it now that, that God saw fit to make me a senior pastor, right? Why couldn't I have maybe stayed a youth pastor for longer? Or why couldn't I have had more years ahead of time uh, to be a senior pastor? I've been, we're, we're coming up on six years that I've been a senior pastor here at First Baptist Church in Howard City. So 
then there's this thought like, okay, all these things going through my mind, kind of questioning God in a way. And then this weight and this burden of how can I ever be able to sustain leadership through another round of this? I just felt as though in, in the last, the last time that there was this, this huge, like I've said, weight, but almost like I just, it was, it was all I could do to, to try to keep leading. Right. And I knew that that's my responsibility. I'm the shepherd. I need to be leading. And so that came back. How do I have the strength in me to lead through another one that, that really wore on me? Uh, am I good enough for this? Am I smart enough for this? Am I cut out for this? All these questions that I'm asking, you know, looking around thinking there's got to be somebody who's better fit to lead a, a church through through these things, right? There's got to be somebody who's smarter than me, who's better than me at this. In fact, I just heard this week, maybe maybe others of you have heard this, there's a re- record number of pastors leaving the ministry right now because of this, that literally because of COVID, they're getting so discouraged and so worn out that they're leaving the ministry. So uh, let me just stop first and say, whoever you are, whether you're in, in my church or you're watching from somewhere else, pray for your pastor. It, it, whether you agree with what he's doing or not, I, I can promise you he's carrying a weight. And you, you may not necessarily agree, but even if you agree, remember there's somebody else who doesn't. And remember there's, there's probably a pastor asking himself, is this worth it? Do I have it in me to lead through COVID? Or am I just done, right? Is, is this enough? Have I had enough? And as I asked myself these questions, and as I just kind of, like I said, as I just felt that heaviness a couple weeks ago, there was that still small voice of the Holy Spirit that began to remind me, first of all, reminded me of 1 Corinthians, where we have talked about several times in this on this podcast, but also in our church. And I was reminded of Paul saying, look, consider your calling. There's not many wise people. There's not that many people that really are that smart. They're, they're, and God uses some. Paul is saying, as I have reminded you, the reminder was to me, look around. There's nobody else stepping up to do this. There's nobody that's coming to help you through this. You are there. God puts you there. And God has chosen other people just like me. Right. And and so if you're struggling today, I want to remind you of that. Whatever it is you're you're struggling through, or maybe trying to lead through, or trying to witness to somebody, or you're trying to lead your family and you're you're wondering if you're not cut out for this. Maybe you're a pastor who's saying, Man, I, I might be ready to hang this thing up. First Corinthians says, There are not many people that are that smart that God has chosen. Okay, God, it's just not that's the truth of it. And there's nobody coming. Paul tells you, look around at the ones God has called and realize this is the way God planned it. God planned to use broken vessels to accomplish his work. And we don't always like that, but that's the way it is. And then as that began to um, as that began to, to go through my mind and I settled on and, and that started to encourage me, then my mind went somewhere else. Um, my mind went to the book of Esther, and it's interesting. I don't spend, Esther is not someplace that I spend a whole lot of time. But 
but my mind, just the Holy Spirit brought that back to me. And this is where I want to, excuse me, this is where I want to end up landing today. If you don't know much about Esther, I don't want to give you the whole thing. Go read the book of Esther. But Esther started off her life as someone that should be written off. Worldly wise, right? We would say they're not going to accomplish anything. Uh, Esther was an orphan. She was adopted basically by her cousin. She was raised by her cousin. And when you look at somebody who's an orphan and they're, and they're raised by, say, their cousin or, or whoever, just immediately we say that that person is already kind of, they're, they're just not who the world says is going to make a difference, right? We thrive on those stories. Hollywood thrives on those stories. When we read sports, we look at those stories and we love those stories because it's the, it's the person who rose up from the ashes, Right? And that's Esther. Esther was that person that, that we would have written off. We would have said she is nobody. She was a Jewish girl, and she happened to be, and I say happened to be, God saw fit to, to make her a very beautiful woman. And, and essentially what happens is she wins this beauty contest and becomes a queen. And as she is queen, and something, something we need to understand at that time, again, you maybe you know this, but if you don't, the queen and king relationship is not as we would think it, right? It's not that husband and wife relationship that we know today. The queen was not allowed to just address the king anytime she wanted. She had to be summoned by the king. The king, this was the, if you walked into the court of the king and he didn't want to see you, you were, you were done for, literally dead, right? And so apparently as we read this account, there was something going on and Esther had not actually even been called into the king's presence for a while. And what happens is uh, Haman, the king's second in command, devises this plan to kill the Jews. Obviously, if we know anything about Scripture, we know that this is an ongoing struggle, right? It has been through history, people trying to take out God's chosen people. So uh, her cousin, Mordecai, gets word of this, and he, takes, he sends word to Esther and says, you're our only hope. We're all going to be killed. Basically, the king is, is like signing off on this because he doesn't really understand uh, what's going on? And Esther says, man, he has not even called me to see him. And I don't know what it was. It was several weeks. It, it was a long time. And if I go in there now, he's going to kill me. And Mordecai says to, to Esther, he says, look, um, if you don't do this, you're, you're not going to be safe. Like, I think Esther was, it seems as though Esther was thinking, well, it's not my problem, right? I'm, I'm here. Let's let the other Jews worry about it. And, and Mordecai says, look, you're going to be killed too. You're a Jew. You're all going down if this is the case. We're all going down. So uh, Esther then, he he challenges Esther with this. And this is what the Holy Spirit kind of challenged me with. In Esther 4.14, uh, it says, For if you remain completely silent at this time, Mordecai is telling Esther this. He says, if you re- If you remain completely silent at this time, Relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. As I thought about that, two heavy challenges came, you know, they laid on me. The the Holy Spirit said, number one, I'm going to lead my church. Holy Spirit is going to lead his church. Christ is building his church. So number one, if I don't step up in, into the role God has called me to and shepherd and lead through this, what's going to happen? God's going to send somebody else. Somebody's going to lead this church because this is God's church. Christ died for his local 
for the church, right, and, and the local churches. And so, therefore, he cares about them. He's going to send a shepherd to lead them through. Whether it's me or not, it's going to happen. So might as well I be the person, right, is, is what Mordecai is saying here to Esther. And then he says this to her, who knows whether or not you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. The idea is God literally has put you in the kingdom. He raised you up for this, right? Are we going to miss an opportunity that God has put in front of you? And that's really, those are the words that the Holy Spirit brought to me as I started to feel this weight again and say, am I ready for another round? Right? Am I ready to fight this again? And saying, you know what? God doesn't just put us in the place that he wants us for a reason, but God puts us in that place in the right time. So God fully well knew before the foundation of the world what he had planned for me. And he put me in this place at this time to lead this church through what we're going through. And I'm not ready for that. I'm not cut out for that. I'm not able to do that. But God is able. And when God calls us, he enables, right? Jesus says, apart from me, you can do nothing. But if I abide in him, then I can do it. Right? It's not about me doing it. It's, it's about God doing it. He's going to use a vessel. If it's not me, it's somebody else. That's literally what Mordecai says to Esther. If you're not willing, God's just going to grab somebody else. He doesn't need you, but you're here. He put you here for a reason. Jump in and be a part of the blessing. And this has been such an encouragement to me over the last couple of weeks of just realizing, look, I can either feel sorry for myself and I can ask these questions and I can wonder, God, why now did you put me in this position? Or I can step up and realize that for such a time as this, God knew this was going to happen. And for some crazy reason, God thinks I'm the guy that can do this. And I don't, but I know he can do it through me. So pray for your pastor. Pray for me. Let's get through this. But here's my challenge now. What are you going to do with this? Why in the world does pastor just kind of dump what, what's going on in his heart on you? What are we going to do with this, BJ? Well, here's the thing. What about you? What about you? This lesson is not just for me. I'm sharing this lesson for, from me to you. What is it in your life that God is saying for such a time as this? This is why I created you. I put you here for a reason. We're all there, right? We're all on this earth for a reason at this time. It is not an accident that God is, is walking us through this pandemic right now. So what is it that he wants you to do? What has he called you to do? Where has he called you to lead? Where has he called you to serve? Who has he called you to witness to? How has he called you to bring light to the world? That's the question. How has he called you to bring light to the world? That's what I have for you guys today. I, I, I know I kind of just spilled my heart on you, but I hope it was an encouragement. Guys, for such a time as this, nobody else is coming. Let's do this. Let's step up. Let's be the Christians that God has called us to be. Let's be resilient disciples, and let's lead through this. We'll see you later. Hey, make sure, if this was an encouragement, make sure you hit, hit the like button. I would love to hear from you in the comments as well what you thought of this, how this maybe challenged you or encouraged you. And again, make sure you subscribe and follow. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.